You're listening to Hive Hoops, a Charlotte Hornets podcast. Here's your host, Joshua Balta. Embrace the tank. Embrace the tank. Embrace the tank. It feels inevitable at this time. Previously on Hive Hoops, I'm your host, Joshua Balta. But previously here at Hive Hoops, we did an episode of F Your Tank. We may be going full 180 just 16 games into the season. <laughs> uh, that's a cry. That's not a laugh. There's no, I mean, can't laugh at this stuff anymore. I mean, just horrible luck, horrible play down the stretch. Just a lot of horrible from the Charlotte Hornets these 16 games in to the season, which have landed the Hornets at 4-12, and 12, the latest coming against the Indiana Pacers, falling 125-113. to 113. But even more importantly, the Charlotte Hornets lose LaMelo Ball late in the game after he re-aggravated his previously injured sprained ankle. He has to be carried off. Into the locker room. Video later uh, dropped where we saw he was putting zero pressure on his ankle, being carried by the medical staff back to the locker room. Just not good things. Not good things. And so we're going to get to that in just a moment. The Hornets have lost nine of their last ten. Stand at 4-12, and 12, like I said have lost nine of their last ten, have now lost six games this season in which they held a fourth-quarter lead. One and six at home, worse than the NBA. The Hornets simply, for those who were looking forward to the season, who wanted to see what this version of the Hornets would look like without Miles Bridges, coming back, seeing if LaMelo Ball would take a, yet another leap if P.J. Washington would be able to take those next steps with the additional opportunities, if Terry Rozier would be able to be counted on, Kelly Oubre, for those who wanted this season and were excited for this season to be something with the addition of Cliff, defense getting better, defensive you know, principles being implemented and maybe the offense staying pretty far with where it was last season, even if it took a little bit of a dip. If the defense increased, then, hey, we're in a good spot, right? For those of you who were excited for that, it's tough at this point. The Hornets just simply could not start the season off with losses against the Orlando Magic, the Sacramento Kings, the Indiana Pacers, and the Washington Wizards. It could not happen. Now, do the Indiana Pacers look better than we thought going into the season? Yes. What about the Sacramento Kings? Yes. But even in saying those things, these were still games at home where you held double-digit leads at some point in the game. 
Hornets were up double digits in the second quarter against the Indiana Pacers, led in the fourth quarter yet again. Same thing against Sacramento, led double digits at halftime, so into the third quarter, led in the fourth quarter, yet lost. So even if those teams are vastly improved or playing better than we previously imagined, still can't drop those games. Not for those who wanted this season to be something. Now, for those who are full tank, tank for Wimby, aim for Wimby, get scoot, those people, those fans, that part of the fan base, they're ecstatic. They're fine with it. But for those of you who wanted this season to mean something, to matter, for us not to be 15, 16 games into the season and feeling like it's over already, feeling like the other team down the street over on Mint, where you're feeling like the season, you're excited for the season to happen, but then you get in to a small percentage of the season and you feel like it's over already. The Hornets have one of the most difficult schedules in the league remaining, and that's going to be without LaMelo Ball, obviously Gordon Hayward, Cody Martin, possibly Dennis Smith Jr. We don't know quite when he's going to be back. We think it's going to be soon, but we don't know. And so you're you're missing four key rotational players, including your all-star. Looks bleak. It looks bleak. Hornets led by two in this game against the Indiana Pacers with 5.57 to go in the game. Lost by 12. Led by two with 5.57 to go in the game and ended up losing by 12. Pacers got exactly what they wanted. They, they continued to run the pick and roll. They got everything that they wanted in the pick and roll. Multiple attempts at the basket. Finishing. Halliburton hit a big three at the end. And so while the Pacers were getting what they wanted, the Hornets struggled to even get a decent look. It was LaMelo ball or bust in the fourth quarter. Early on in the fourth quarter, it was LaMelo Ball versus Benedict Matherin. That rookie is hooping. And so we talk a lot about Paolo Bancaro across NBA spaces and things of that nature, and rightfully so. He's had a great start. But this kid, Benny Matherin, he's silky smooth. And so early in the fourth quarter, it was LaMelo Matherin. Ball. Benny, just back and forth. I think each of them had the first six points for their team in the at the beginning of the fourth quarter. But just not enough. Just not enough from the Hornets offensively uh, yet again down the stretch and defensively yet again down the stretch. The Hornets are just simply struggling to close out games. They cannot do it. Asking this team to get a stop when they need it, when they're up or tied or maybe even down a bucket or two in the fourth quarter, it's not happening. And so we can talk about the improved defensive principles. We can talk about you know, the vision and seeing the improvements all we want to. But late in games, the Hornets just are not getting it done defensively. Just game after game, we see the opponent – running the pick-and-roll, this is a pick-and-roll league, and getting exactly what they want. 
the role is wide open. Miles Turner just demolishing the rim. Or you don't get back over the screen and then you got an open three. These are the characteristics of this team currently. The Hornets do not close games out. They cannot get a bucket when they need it down the stretch. It's been tough. And it's not going to get better anytime soon. Bounce back game for PJ. There are there were some positives. Bounce back game for PJ. He had 24, 4, and 4. Shot the three ball pretty well. I feel like this is just what we're doing with PJ now. He had a good game. He had an off game. He had a good game. He had an off game. He had a good game. He had an off game. He just consistency. It's going to be consistency with PJ Washington. Still, I I mean, honestly, need more than four rebounds out of your power forward. Like, I don't think that's too much to ask. Like, even though he had a much better game, got to be. You need more rebounding and more aggressiveness on the glass from your power forward. Ubre, career high thirteen rebounds. Kelly Ubre went seventeen and thirteen on the night. Plumley as well. He threw in a double double. Went twelve and ten. Plumley's been pretty good, guys. I mean, here lately. Now, if you want to talk about his fourth quarter numbers, we can. I still, uh, it's not working. But the problem is, it's like it's really not working with anybody at this point. But even the numbers show, I mean, drastically worse with Plumley on the floor in the fourth quarter than any other player out there. But I mean, it's been tough sledding for just about everybody. So I don't want to just really nitpick on Plumley right now. He's been playing pretty well. He really has had that dime pass to Terry Rozier. I mean, he's been playing well. He really has. 96 points for the starters. Only 17 from the bench. That needs to be better. Jalen McDaniels did not have a good game, so we're going back to negatives. I'm, I'm going to go back to a positive here in a moment before we go right back to the negatives. But quick negative, Jalen McDaniels has to play better. We need more than just seven points from Jalen McDaniels off the bench. He needs to be that guy that can come in. Did not expect for him to continue to shoot 58% from the three-point line all season, but, man, find a happy medium. 38, 39, 40, that'd be nice. Need more production there. Once again, not many minutes for James Booknight. He's just not giving you enough. When he's on the floor, he's not giving you enough. It's just that simple. Tail Maladon had some good moments coming off the bench, so that's another positive. Okay. The biggest positive was LaMelo Ball. 26 and 6, went 10 of 17 from the field, 5 of 8 from 3. So he was taking many more two point shots, which is something we talked about on the last episode about how we wanted LaMelo getting into the lane, not settling so much for the three. He took 15 threes last game, cut that in half, only took eight. So that means he took nine twos, which is well-balanced for a guard. Floater was hitting all night. 
looked good finishing around the rim. Had that beautiful left-handed layup high off the glass over Turner. Beautiful. But then even that positive turns into a negative because now you're three games in with LaMelo Ball. It looks like he's finally getting back to that all-star form. And then he goes down with another injury. He's going for a loose ball late in the game. And off the floor, he steps on a fan's foot and rolls his ankle. Has to be carried off, man. I mean, there's just no breaks for this team this season. None. I mean, been against the tank from the beginning. Well-documented, well-stated, been on record against the tank. Do not want the tank because the tank doesn't always perform the way that you wish it would. You can be the worst team and still not land the number one pick or number two for that matter. It happens. We know it all too well here in Charlotte. Everybody pull, dust off the MKG picture where he's taking the jump shot and he's looking through his elbow and shoulder. Dust it off right now. That's what... That, that was our reward for having the worst record in league history. Did not get the number one pick. And so trusting in ping pong balls isn't my forte. I'm, I, I don't get down with the ping pong balls, if I must say so myself. That's not my angle. I don't like instilling a losing mentality amongst guys. Well, I mean, hey. We didn't win tonight, but we might get that number one overall pick. No, those guys on the team don't want that. They want to win. And so instilling that and in, in that being a target of yours to tank, I think it's bad for your team. You can't trust it. It's bad for your players. It creates a losing culture, which many would say that that's what this team already has. But with the players on the team, we got a bunch of young guys that – have potential, we don't want to set that precedent early on. It doesn't matter what the history of the team is, honestly. This is a new team moving forward with a lot of young talent. You don't want to instill that mentality, and I don't think that's what this coaching staff, these players, are doing. I don't think that they are actively tanking or that that is something that they are pursuing. The problem is the tank is coming to us. The tank is pursuing us. I don't think that you can avoid it at this point. With what you have on the floor, there's no way to avoid the tank at this point for the Hornets. So whether you're actively doing it or not, it doesn't matter at this point because the Hornets haven't actively been pursuing the tank. But what is taking place now is the tank is pursuing the Hornets, and it's going to find them. LaMelo Ball and Cody Martin, more than likely, we will not see them until after Christmas. So, I mean, you're looking at double-digit games being played without LaMelo Ball and Cody Martin over the next month. Gordon Hayward, who the hell knows when that guy's going to come back? We don't. Nobody can predict when Gordon Hayward's coming back. Maybe Dennis Smith Jr. comes back soon, and then we can do that whole, like, revolving door with our guards 
where one gets injured, but then one gets healthy and they come back and then we just flip flop and we swap back and forth. Maybe we'll do that thing. But the tank is coming because this version of the Charlotte Hornets, they can't close out games. They're missing their all-star, missing another top three player on this team, missing their ultimate glue guy in Cody Martin, best defender. Actually, you could probably argue their best two defenders on the perimeter in Dennis Smith Jr. and Cody Martin. The tank is coming. I don't see how this team rebounds and comes back and goes on a winning streak to pull this thing back to where you're talking about a play-in position, that 9, that 10 seed. I just don't see it. The Indiana Pacers are much better than we thought. Jalen Brunson has been good for the Knicks. I know the Knicks got blew out the other day. But some of those teams that the Hornets were going to be buying for that 9-10 spot in the play-in, they're playing better than the Hornets. They're finishing games better than the Hornets. It is what it is. The tank is coming. And so, all aboard the Wimby train, I mean, hopefully – Hopefully the ping pong balls bounce our way. I mean, we're going to still cover the team this year. We're going to still look at the performances. We're going to break them down. We're going to look at it. But 16 games into the season, no LaMelo ball for the foreseeable future. Gordon Hayward can't trust that guy to for anything. It is what it is. It is what it is. Maybe too soon to hit the panic button, but it feels like trade season is upon us. If there's a time to get value out of your guys, now is the time. That time is now. Terry Rozier, he can't be your number one guy. He just can't. He's shown that he can't be that guy. Now, do I think Terry's good when he's that second, third option? on a team that's moving the ball when the mellow ball's out there, being able to distribute things of that nature, yeah. He's he's shown to be good in the past. Right now, I think it may be time to call up some teams that are looking for shooters. See what you can get for Terry Rozier. It should be at least one first, at least a first for Terry Rozier, if not more. And then that opens the way for more young guys to get some uh, time on the floor, more development in a season that looks like it is just going south quickly. I'm not for this. This is normally, this is not what I am for. But with the numerous injuries, with the poor start to the season, it's looking like this is the best avenue for the Hornets at this time. Maybe I'm panicking too quickly. Maybe I'll eat these words later on in the season. I don't think I will, but I think right now the time is the time to test the trade market. Gordon Hayward, I negative trade value right now has to be. I mean, he's injured again. When he's healthy, sure, he gives you good production on the floor, but he's never healthy, guys, so it doesn't matter. And so I don't think the Hornets will be able to move off of Gordon Hayward. 
If they do, it will be in a dump. The Hornets will eat uh, assets, and it is what it is. Kelly Oubre, honestly, has been playing pretty well. Kelly Oubre has been one of the more consistent players for the Charlotte Hornets. He's been giving good effort. If there's been anybody who has bought into the Steve Clifford way, even in the postgame presser last night, he was talking about the game plan and talking about how the coaching staff is just really doing a good job with the game plan and they got to stick with the game plan. He trusts in it, but they as a team have to stick to it. You're you're getting effort out of Kelly Oubre. And so maybe you could move Kelly Oubre and get some picks, maybe get some younger guys in return for a team that's looking for some shooting, looking for some energy off the bench. One of those microwave scores could happen. Mason Plumley, the Hornets have a multitude of bigs sitting on the bench. Mark Williams is in a boot currently, so, I mean, there's yet another injury in Charlotte. You have Kai Jones sitting on the bench. And then, of course, you have Nick Richards, who's had a good start to the season. Mason Plumley, the way he's been playing, he might could get you some value, honestly. I'm not, I'm, I'm not even joking. And so that one makes more sense. If you move, so we're talking Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, Kelly Oubre, and Mason Plumley. Those are four of your rotation guys. If Charlotte moves all four of them, oh my goodness, that would mean a ton of minutes for Booknight, for Maladon, for possibly McGowan's, for Kai Jones, for Mark Williams. To some of you, that sounds. Fantastic. That sounds like ugly basketball to me. Now, do I want the young guys to develop? Yes. What is the best way for them to develop? Some would say minutes in an NBA game against the best in the world. Others would say continue to develop in practice. Greensboro, you know, practicing with the guys, a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there in an NBA game. And that is the better route. No reason to rush. Let the guys develop, see where it goes. If you trade off all four of those guys, which, like I said, I don't think Gordon Hayward has any value, so I think he's going he's going to stay, more than likely. Okay? But if you moved off of Terry, Kelly, and Mason, you're looking at some pretty ugly basketball, I think. <laughs> it, with LaMelo Ball out, with Gordon Hayward out, with Cody Martin out, I mean, you're looking at huge minutes from guys who have just not looked good this season. And it's that simple. Catch us on the next episode of Hive Hoops. We will be here. Tank or no tank. Tank. It's coming after us. It's inevitable. We will be here. We will be covering the Charlotte Hornets all season, watching the games with you, tweeting online through Hornets lead, We will be here with you throughout the season. Don't worry. This is our team. This is what we bleed. Purple and teal till we die. It's what we do. We must be addicted to the pain or something. I don't know. But this is, we are Charlotte Hornets fans. And we're going to make it through this like we've made it through every season prior to this one. So continue checking us out here at Hive Hoops. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to listen. Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Pods, 
Amazon Music, CastBox, Stitcher, all of the things. You know where to find us. Appreciate your listens. Until next time, adios. Thanks for listening to Hive Hoops, presented by The League. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to leave a review and let us know what you thought of the episode. Thanks again from Hive Hoops. Hoops.